Greetings. You're listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast, and this is episode 76. everyone it's good to have you tuning in and i hope you are having a productive week my week well it's been busy as we get ready to start the living your best life in africa start your business coaching program and if you act quickly there's still time for you to get in on this if you've ever wanted to start your own side hustle or small business but you just don't know whether you have anything you can use at all to make that start, or you don't know where to start or how to start, then I've got you covered with the Start Your Business Workbook and Planner. Now, the book has been designed specifically to support you with this dilemma. It has a 10-step program that takes you from exploring your passions to helping you to find the right idea from the corner of your mind, all the way through to naming your side hustle and finally generating the first ideas for products or services. I can't say any better than that. Well, except I can, because the book also comes with a free Start Your Business coaching programme, which will guide you through each of the 10 steps. You can't miss with this. So if this is something you have always wanted to do, then all you need to do is to get your copy of the planner and then we'll meet inside the coaching programme where you can make that start. Now, as I've said, we don't have long because I'm about to start with the first cohort of students. So if you want to get your copy of the planner, then all you need to do is to scroll down to the bottom of the notes that come with this edition of the podcast. And you'll see two links in those notes. One is for purchasing the planner if you're from the UK, and the other is for purchasing the planner if you're from the USA. So click whichever link applies, and you'll receive a copy of the planner, and then you can join the coaching programme. If you purchase the book and you're ready to join the coaching program now before you get your book, then you can do that and you won't miss a thing, I assure you. Okay, the key thing is to take action. And in the spirit of finally taking a step towards actioning your freedom, (laughs) seems funny, but that's where we're going this week. I want to ask a question. What is the hostage type situation that gets you to reflect on putting your life into perspective? And further, it pushes you to pursue that perspective and to pursue your right path. What's that hostage type situation? For me, it was the third blatant act of race discrimination at work, which saw managers behaving towards me in such a way that they were happy to transmit very clear messages 
that they did not care how I felt and they didn't care who was watching because they felt so powerful and they had so much control of the system of oppression that they were using to keep me in my place. But the mistake that they made was believing that I would always be dependent on their job. The job they believed they had let me have and the job they believed they could take away from me at any time they wanted. And my old employers believed that because of their power and because they believed I needed their job, that I would dance to whatever tune they said I had to, or I would jump as high as they told me to. And the day when I realised that the final straw had come for me and I needed to get out was the day I had my wake-up call. And it's a situation that happens to all African people who are not in control of their own destiny. Now, people get that awakening moment in two ways. Either something happens to you to stimulate that effect in an internal way, or like it did for me, something happened to stimulate that effect in an external way. But both ways can be stimulated by the many and varied and different things that can happen to you in any given day or week. Now, we're going to look at these two ways in a bit more detail. That's the internal effect and the external effect. So firstly, with the internal effect, this is when you get an emotional feeling inside yourself. What we sometimes call the being of ourselves, which tells us how we are, how we vibe, how we feel. And what happens is that that hostage type situation, that wake up call or that negative way that we're treated suddenly creates a change in our emotions, which feels different this time. And that change propels us forward in the moment towards the change we want to be or the change we want to see. And in that moment, we feel energised either by anger or excitement or determination or some other emotion. And our emotions then drive us to focus on that change. An example of this can be the desire to lose weight. If you're someone who battles with your weight like I have you'll know that almost every week you'll see yourself either in your mirror or when you're bathing or when you're dressing or when you can't fit into that favourite piece of clothing or that favourite outfit that you feel great in and receive lots of compliments from. You'll know and remember that these moments impact your emotions in a big way. And if the situation and the internal effect it causes is significant enough, it will usually drive a response to that hostage feeling you feel, which in this case might be that your body won't behave as you want it to, no matter how hard you try to lose weight. But this time, when that wake-up call comes, you decide that you're going to war with your body and you are determined determined to win. This is the first way that a hostage type situation can get you to reflect on putting your life in perspective and making that change. The second way this can happen 
is when something happens outside of your control, and usually at the hands of another person or situation, which can sometimes be intentionally set to hurt you, or that situation can just be what it is—something you never saw coming, or something that is not directed at you, but yet has a significant impact on you. And it's that impact that stimulates your thoughts towards change. Using our weight analogy, in this situation, for example, you can already be aware that your weight has shifted upwards a few pounds, so you don't need anyone to tell you. And you also may still be working out what your response to your weight change might be. Then you go out, and someone utters the dreaded statement. Are you pregnant? Or gosh, you've got big since I last saw you. And there's that dreaded moment where you see yourself laughing it off, wishing that the floor would open you up and swallow you whole, because you've already told yourself that you don't look at your best. Or alternatively, you could find yourself the center of attention because of your weight. Like, for example, being on a flight and watching someone else ask for an extension to their seatbelt because the standard belt won't fit, and this happening whilst the person sitting next to them quite clearly looks disgusted, like they don't want to sit next to that person because of some fat-shaming reason, and you think I'd die of shame if that ever happened to me. Now, the impact of these external situations in the moment. Is that you feel like a hostage because you can't get away, and you have to ride that moment out and hope that it goes away as quickly as possible. Whilst at the same time, the experience is motivating your thoughts and driving you towards believing and telling yourself that you intend to make a change so you don't go through this situation again. And you promise yourself that at the next available moment—come on now, it's usually a Monday—that you will get to work and go to war against the weight. Now, if you can relate to these two weight scenarios I've just spoken about, what I also want you to see is that both these types of internal and external hostage-type situations that affect your emotions. Can also affect your feelings of self-worth. Your self-worth is the value you place on yourself, and usually, after a hostage-type situation, your self-worth can be attacked because the situation can also act to take away from whatever values you have about yourself. The same effects can come from a bad relationship, or. Having a really awful boss or a job that you hate, and the reason your self worth is attacked is because a hostage type situation can act to limit or take away from the positive qualities you feel about yourself, and if that taking away from yourself is constant, that then goes on. To reduce your capacity and your ability to fight back, and this reducing ability to fight back is one of the surefire routes to creating self-limiting beliefs and what you can or cannot do with your life.
It is the constant erosion of self-worth and the replacement of self-worth with self-limiting beliefs and self-doubt and sometimes even self-loathing. It's this that causes people to remain in bad and oppressive situations or in life-limiting arrangements. In short, you just learn to live with it. And the longer you learn to condition yourself to fit the limitations in your life, the harder it becomes to effect change. Because change looks like the biggest mountain you will ever have to climb. And who wants to do that? Far easier to just stay in the life-limiting situation and try to make the best out of it that you can. Now, would that it would be so easy? But it's not. Because what happens is that after you've resigned yourself to staying where you are, another hostage-type situation comes along and the cycle is then rinsed and repeated until the day comes when you put your foot down and decide that enough is enough and you tell yourself that this is the last time you will feel like this or be treated in a particular way or do damage to yourself and that right there is your wake-up call. Now, when that wake-up call comes, you're emotionally drawing that line in your imaginary sand. Or you may be even drawing it physically because I've known people to do that too, to take a stick and just draw a line. But you are drawing that line and what you're telling yourself in the drawing of that line is that you have had enough. And you now realise that you are better than the small self you have forced yourself to live as or be made to live as. And you realise that your life was made for something else, something better and something more fulfilling. And what that hostage type situation has given you is perspective. And the perspective is that life is too short not to be living your best life in a way that brings you joy and in a way that lets you fly. And when you've hit that wall where you can't take another insult, whether that insult was intended or not for you, you are at the point where I say that there are two roads before you and the choices you have are either to resign, meaning get through your complaints, then shut up and carry on doing what you've always done, or redesign, meaning that you intend to redesign what you are doing so that you make some real changes and you match that with newfound intention to do things differently. That wake-up call makes you want to change the way you step into your day and also makes you want to change the way you fill your day. But to keep that change going, you have to change the motivation that drives you forward by finding the freedom path that works for you. And you have to find the right freedom path. You have to change that energy that's around you so that your break for freedom doesn't become a resignation by Tuesday. Similar to other resignations because of paths that you've tried in the past that didn't work. 
This time, you're going to invest in making that bid for freedom so that when you're free, you stay free. Now, using our weight analogy, this is what happens to people who you see one minute and then next time you see them several months later, they've lost tons of weight in what seems to be like a short space of time. Just thinking about myself, for example, a recent £44 weight loss journey for me is what I've just experienced. Because you know me, I don't talk about anything that I don't apply to myself. And what moved me was knowing that weight was a comorbidity factor in likely ending up in hospital seriously ill with complications from their COVID infection. This for me was my final wake-up call to stop being comfortable with my weight because a bigger hostage-type situation for me was knowing that if I lost control of my health and put my health in the hands of a system that has damaged the health of so many African people across the Western world by not really giving a damn about preventative health programmes in any meaningful kind of way, well, I knew that my chances of getting out of that situation unscathed if I ended up ill would be greatly reduced. And me, I want to go home. You know I'm trapped in the UK. I don't want to be trapped here because of health reasons. Eventually, planes will fly and I will be able to go home. And that was my final drawing a line in the sand. That was my wake-up call. I drew my line in the sand and I went to work on challenging the limitations I had become comfortable with. So if this is you sitting at your desk, looking at a pile of papers and saying to yourself that there must be more to life than this, or you're in a stockroom or on a shop floor and you're saying that this job is brain numbing, or you're in a bad relationship or you're battling your own weight issues, then I'm here to tell you that there is more to life than what your currently experiences. If this is you dealing with a life-limiting situation, telling yourself that there must be a way out of the hell you feel trapped in, then I'm here to tell you that there is a way out. You are already living your worst-case scenario. You are already living the what-will-happen-if-I-do-nothing scenario. So once you recognise that the only way is up from there... The only way out for you is to do something different so you get a different result. And the start of that is that instead of resigning, redesign your life. You have nothing to lose because if you don't do anything, you don't get anything. You get no change and that situation will remain the same as it did yesterday. And if you try and do something different and it doesn't work, you're no worse off. You're still at the point where nothing has changed. You still get nothing and things are still the same. So you haven't lost anything. However, what will happen in that process of trying to change 
is that you will learn so much about yourself, about your strengths and weaknesses and about where you need the help and where you can get the help you need that even if you get no change after trying, you come out of that trying period as a different person. And when the day comes that you decide to try again, you will have experience to fall back on and you will do things slightly differently, tweaking things from what you have learned from your previous efforts. And because of this, I guarantee you, it will be in the continuous trying to forge that change that success will start to come. It is in the not giving up and in the remembering of what you're working for and what you are trying to achieve that your success will come. So the closing message from this week's podcast is that whatever it is we plan to do, we need to do it now because we never know what life will bring and life is too short to stay trapped and too short to have regrets about what you wish you should have done, could have done and would have done. The moral of this week's episode is that many things will come to try your confidence and test your patience, especially when we need to make changes faster than time and opportunity seems to allow. It's very easy to throw good ideas down the plug hole But instead, what I'm asking you to do is to think before you resign yourself to feeling like you failed or feeling like you can't make those changes. I'm asking you to think before you give up trying. In the Start Your Business online coaching programme, there will be time to ask questions that you're stuck on and time to clarify things for yourself about what you want to do. So if this freedom route to progressing your wake-up call piques your interest, remember that you start the ball rolling by clicking the links at the bottom of the show notes where you're listening to this podcast because you'll need to purchase a copy of the workbook and planner because all of the programme will be written inside that workbook and planner. And it is the workbook and planner that gets you into the free coaching programme. If the coaching programme is not your thing, can you do something for me? Can you tell one other person about the workbook and planner? Can you tell one other person about the podcast and share the details of this podcast with them so they can listen in? And can you take some time to subscribe to the podcast and leave me a review on iTunes so that others can find the podcast? These three actions will really be a great help for the work I'm trying to do. So I thank you in advance for your support and for helping me with this. All that remains for me to say is that I am buzzed about what is to come and I hope you are too. Now let's get to work by taking that first step to making the best out of your wake-up call when it comes. You have nothing to lose except for the possibility that you will stay in exactly the same place as you find yourself now.
You've been listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast. My name is Dr. Asha, and for this week, I am out. <laughs> <laughs>